Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hatter.com Radio Show. Hatter.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hatter.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, 25th day of January 2018. We're here today with our co-host, Jay Basser. And uh, today our guest speaker is Alex Graham. We're going to try to enlighten you all with some good information. Alex is always full of good information, most of the time. Well, uh, <laughs> Alex, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing really good, Gerald. You know, every once in a while you have a really good day with VA. Today I've just got one of them big shitty grins. I never had so much fun. And I mean, this is better going out and getting three limits of doves at the start of dove season. <laughs> well, good deal. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you have Marcus on the calendar. Yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, I'm, I don't have to chill the champagne yet, but it, it makes for a good story. I'll tell you about it after I say, hi, John, how are you doing? I'm just Hello. sitting here soaking up knowledge like a sponge. <laughs> I always enjoy getting an email or two back from other other listeners that rather just let me yammer on on the radio and, and not interrupt and then hit me up after the show and say, say, I listened to you the other night, and is that true? He's like, I can't believe I, I didn't want to say anything on the show because I, I, I wanted to keep listening. I didn't want you to quit talking and start yakking about some other problem. I wanted to hear more about how regional offices work and so on. So I got a great regional office story today to tell you this evening. Good deal. Well, good deal. Yeah, that's great. Well, you guys, I don't know if all my readership knows this, but if you go to org, which is the the brother site of the sister site, hadit.com, so to speak, because we're, we're like peas and carrots, uh, you, you know that uh, there's a series on my uh, website. All, it goes all the way back, I don't know, thir- 2013, 2014, whatever. But this one fella, his, his daughter came to me, and she said, you know, my, husband, my, son, my dad came back in 19, oh, 1969, came home, got hit by a mortar, got wounded, never got his purple heart, and his, uh, and would you help me get a Purple Heart? Because I see in the newspaper you just got your medals. And I said, okay, sure. 
Well, one thing led to another. First thing I know is, is actually you deserve a combat infantryman badge. So I got got my whiz bang at the congressman's office, and of course the congressman got a hold of this, and that's a photo op. So you're in high cotton if you got a congressman and some guy that needs medals. <laughs> that's a recipe to get invited to the Christmas party. So. Sure enough, on Valentine's Day of 2014, we got him his medals, and the guy, every, you know, the dog and pony show with the photographers and the news cameras and everything. And uh, about that time, I said, you know, let's get your records together, but you know, let's make this thing happen. You, you, I don't, you should be rated more than 10 percent if you're in a wheelchair. And uh, he says, well, yeah, I, I don't know, but they won't give me nothing, so. We started researching it, and sure enough, it, you know, they used to wreck one of them situations where the records never caught up with the guy. They never stuck him on the stretcher when they stuck him in the, the Freedom Bird going to Connors and, and, and for uh, evacuation back there to sew him back together. So anyway, we got him filed. I got him TDIU by Christmas of 2015, finally, with a lot of trouble, and I realized they still hadn't given him everything he deserved by a long shot. And then, just for hoots and grins, we'd sent back to the NPRC to get all of, any of all of his medical records. And sure enough, here's all the records from 1969 that started at about 11.59 p.m. when the first dust-off landed and started picking up the 13 wounded and the three dead. And we traced them all the way back to, uh, hold on a second, got to get rid of that. Hold on. Uh, i got to hit that one there. So anyway, this this thing went on. We got him uh, filed. I, I got my accreditation. We filed him and uh, filed his notice of disagreement and got him moving forwards on this thing. And, and uh, he's a... They never did his IHD, his ischemic heart disease claim, all the way from March 2015. And I kept pointing it out to these jokers again and again and again. And finally, the head raider at the regional office calls me up one day and he says, what's going on on that? And I said, well, you, you dropped it and then you forgot to do it. I reminded you. I put it on the notice of disagreement and they wouldn't let me claim it because it hadn't even been adjudicated in the first instance. One thing led to another. We found the records from the NPRC, like I said, that us all the way back to 1969, which nobody had ever seen before because the VA went back and got his records right when he got out. But they, they, these records weren't there for about another two or three years. So it allows us to go all the way back to April 1 in 1970 and to the fact that he's 100% disabled with 60% or more extra disabilities or SMCS. But uh, you can just you can go to your com site there where it says the disability benefits calculator. <laughs> I don't know if it goes back to 1970 to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm not concerned with it. I'm just concerned to make sure that it gets done now rather than later. And that's what the story is today. Okay, so back in the last fall, we were getting a little antsy because they kind of screwed old Butch over and were diddling around on this IHD claim, so we filed an extraordinary writ of mandamus to force them to do it. Well, they did. They did it in about 10 days after I filed it, 
And the first thing that happened is they denied it. Even though we had all the information on there, they cut off his right leg above the knee. The records all said IHD, but the VA wasn't buying it. So that's we got all that information in at the uh, in the extraordinary writ. And at the very end, the judge said, "Well, I'm going to deny this writ because they promised that you'll everything done in 90 days." So. We all shut up for 90 days. 90 days is is over, even if you allow for four days for national holidays on top of 90. Make it 94 days. That works out to Monday, the 29th. So the long and the short of it is real simple. By midnight on Monday, the 29th, there's got to be a check in the bank there already auto-deposited into Butch's account. And... Should be a good one. And he's had four dependents during that period of time, plus a spouse, so you've got to add five more points onto that. And uh, they all get, if they want it now, they're all 40, 30, 25, 30 years old. They all can go to college on DEA if they want to. <laughs> There's a, it's a real cool retroactive benefit. But... The finished number is actually SMCN and one half with a K for the uh, it's a K for for the loss of of uh, the lower extremity the foot <clears throat> and it's ninety percent three hundred and fifty percent with a K and and, and, and SMCN and one half he's in high cotton on that but. I went in there to talk with them today because I called them up last week. I said, I think I'm going to need to talk to the director because nobody's calling me. They said, sure, come on in on the 25th, and uh, you can talk to the assistant director. And I said, well, that's good enough. He he can pick up the phone and call the boss. I got in there, and not only is it one assistant regional office director, but both of them, one as well, Blonde-haired gal's about 40 years old. She's armed with a pencil and a pad of paper, and she is a writing fool. And the other guy's sitting there listening to me drill him and say, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to do. This is what's going on. And she's scribbling as fast as she could. And he says, well, I do see that the claim's ready to rate. It says a decision is is, is ready for rating. I says, well, my, my conclusion is maybe you better push print damn fine, damn quick, and get three signatures on that thing before Monday and, and get the money in the bank because Tuesday morning I'm going to be knocking at the Court of Veterans' Appeals with an electronic filing for for Butch's brand-new Extraordinary Writ. I said, take a look here if you want to. It says right here in the Extraordinary Writ that he denies. He says, if Butch doesn't get any action, Jackson, in 90 days, you all come back here. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back, and I explained that to him. I says, I don't, I don't know what the holdup is. I, I don't think you understand. He keeps saying, "Well, Mr. Strope, when he made that uh, that declaration that under penalty of perjury, he said that it would be fixed about the 90th and, and ready to rate." And I said, "Well, that's not what the attorney for the Office of General Counsel said. She said that the secretary guarantees that Mr. Long's claims will all be done." Promptly, professionally, and correctly within 90 days. 
I said, 90 days. I'll point out again to you, chowderheads. Just, I didn't say chowderheads, but I'll just point, give you the high sign here. Under the best of circumstances, 90 days is, is Monday the 29th of January. And that's when the money has to be in the bank by midnight, or it's going to turn into a pumpkin and six mice. It's not going to be a real nice chariot anymore. And I'm going to quit being nice to you. And they both looked at me like I had rocks in my socks. It's like, we've never been talked to like this. They can't do that. He's, he's, you, you can't do that. We're the ones that get to tell you that. So I got to watch these guys' eyebrows take a hike right over the back of their heads when I explained it all to them in English. And they understand. I, these guys know how much this thing's going to be. It's going to have a few zeros after the second comma. Uh, I don't know why they're delaying it. It just it bugs me. They have done everything in their power to screw them over in 1970 when they did the rating and give them 10% and a whole handful of zeros. And then they did it again when we came forward. I took him to the uh, his second PTSD slash TBI um, workup, and uh, it's obvious he has some cognitive deficits from that. And and the psychiatrist was sitting there right across from me, was sitting there listening to this whole thing. And we got all done at the end. He looked at me. He says, "Well, that's pretty one. That's an easy one to diagnose. He's toast," which I take to be a hundred percent. He wasn't being rude or disrespectful of Bush, but he was being real honest up front. Is that, yeah, I mean, if you watch three of your good friends die and another one get his legs blown off right in front of you, and then you get blown up and blinded, it takes you three months to get glued back together again. You, you know, you might have some mental trauma associated with that. Uh, it's, a, it's a fact of combat that it, it Apparently, it affects everybody differently, Gerald, but there's a high probability that plus that TBI is going to have some really horrendous effects on you. And they knew that. They didn't ever, They just never did anything for this guy. No medals, nothing. Threw him in the Huskow. Busted him from E5 to E1. Threw him in the Presidio stockade for five months. He walked out the door. They handed him his 256 and said, you're just lucky this fucker isn't a big chicken dinner discharge, buddy. We're going to give you a, 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 a honorable so that you can go get some benefits. And then they give him 10%. <laughs> oh, man. That, you know, I mean, that's just unreal. <laughs> my wife says, you know, you could write a book about this. I don't think anybody believe it. But I've got it all documented. I've got pictures of the bunker that got hit by the mortar. I got pictures of the listening post down at the bottom of the hill where the two one guy got blown in half, the other one was killed, and uh, six or seven of them got wounded there by the first mortar that hit. Up the hill there, Butch got clobbered, and the guy in the right beside him in the bunker really got clobbered, a little bit worse than Butch did. But I, it, I, I can't believe it. the movie. movie. Oh, you sure, sure beans, man. It's it's a it's it's something really touching us, like we were brothers or a band of brothers or something. This is this is a platoon. All of a sudden, there was a half a platoon. 
in 30 minutes or 23 minutes, it was a half a platoon, and the and the commander, the first lieutenant, he got snuffed in the first mortar too. I mean, it was it was a rough hit, and uh, it's impossible to me. I've written about it on the article on the website there. Probably written about 10, 20 articles about LZ Cork. And each time I write one, somebody else will write in, leave a comment underneath it. says, I was there. We were at the top of the hill. We were firing illumination rounds from the four deuce mortars. And, and yeah, man, that Charlie, man, they broke through the perimeter in several different places, got all the way up to the TOC, blew that up, threw a couple satchel charges in there, killed a radio man. I mean, it was a full-blown attack inside the wire. And, and all these guys, I talked to them, they all... The guys who survived it, like Butch, they all ended up with 60, 70% ratings. Butch got winnowed away from them, never got his medals, even though they got their medals the next day. He never got his medals, and, and he ends up with 10%. And go figure. How could anybody neglect this boy like this and then give him a general discharge? I mean, holy mackerel. It, it's just every time you hear somebody else chime in and say, "Yeah, I was at LZ Cork. God, I lost my good friend there, man. That was Harry Smith, the radio guy. Man, we were like, we were like best friends forever, man. I wake up the next morning and I'm sitting there scratching my head, nobody to have breakfast with. And I, you know, it's, it's it's a tearjerker if nothing else. You could probably keep advertising it long and loud enough, and I'll have a whole crew from that platoon." Right now, I, I know where four of them are and talk with them regularly. In fact, I'm doing a claim for one of them. Uh, I wanna, it, it's it's inconceivable that that could all go on and then you get in and start doing the claim process, and it all is much easier in 2015, 2018 than it was in 1970, and it's just as hard, Gerald. It's, there's yeah. no difference. Nothing's changed in 50 years. The process, even though it's all electronic, is just a quicker denial. It's disgusting. Did uh, and We didn't know. We didn't a... understand. Nobody told us. I mean, the excuses go on and on. But I noticed that these two chowderhead assistant directors this morning, they didn't have any explanation for how, how this thing got so screwed up. They just sat there and kept saying, God, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. It's, did I tell you? It's, it's, it's a, the decision's ready to be decided. It's ready to go. I said, yeah. So why are we sitting here talking about it? <laughs> just got decided or it just got ready to be decided. How come somebody hadn't already signed it? What is it going to do? Sit there and grow moss until somebody says, you first, rocks, paper, scissors. Oh, man. Did you Nobody have a wants. lot of trouble, uh, or did you straighten up his paperwork and, and correct his uh, DD-214? No, Gerald, I've got, I'm up to my asshole in alligators just trying to do these really, really bad claims where guys' wives call me up and say, he's in the hospital, he's in the hospice, what do we do, he's going to die, and I need somebody to help me carry this thing through at the BVA. I, I got so many of those. Somebody calls up and says, hey, would you take my tinnitus hemorrhoids claim? I, I, I just don't have time to do that. As far as correcting claims, you know, or correcting military files, 
I can't do that legally. That's you know, I just do VA claims strictly. I can't contact the army and say, "Hey, you you didn't get his medals right or you didn't write on here that he was in Vietnam." I can't I can't correct military records. Only a veteran can do that for himself basically. They won't allow anybody to do it for him, I suppose. Unless it was a spouse and he was a uh, post-mortem room temperature. Yeah. Uh well, I didn't know that. Uh, I thought that a, uh, a BSO or a POA could uh, request that uh, the records be corrected. No, no, sir, Bob. Our our uh, responsibility—I shouldn't say our responsibility—but our reach, legally speaking, is to help you write your claim at the very beginning if we want to, and. But we can't charge you for it. And if you lose and then say, okay, proceed, I write the NOD, and that's where my paycheck begins. If I get anything I get for him, I get 20% of. If we go up to the Board of Veterans' Appeals, same thing, 20% anything I get. <coughs> Excuse me. If I have to go up to CAVC, again, it's still 20%. The only difference is that I can collect uh, EAJA fees up there at 100. And, I don't know about 187, 225 an hour. I think for all the work I put into it, and I have to either give that back to the veteran or deduct it from my 20%. I can't have both. So generally, I if I do get it, which I haven't yet, because I just got accredited at the CAVC here back in November 26th. I think that's what it was. Anyway, the, the, if I did collect anything, of course I'd give it back to the vet because that would help diffuse the defray the cost of stealing that twenty percent from them. But I, but I earn it. You know, I work hard for my vets. I even drove ninety miles today to go talk to some chowderhead idiots at a regional office to put your signature on something <laughs> and be quick about it. Well, I'll you'll never... know Monday. <laughs> oh yeah, I will, and I and I kind of almost pray to God that they. Uh, I, I hate to. Say it, I wish they'd pay them and be done with it, but I hate to say it, but I'd like to see them step on their necktie just for the sheer pleasure of winning an extraordinary writ. There's only been about ten guys in the history of the of man in veterans world that have won a claim. Uh, won an extraordinary writ and got sanctions on the secretary for stepping on his pink snake and his necktie and a few other things. But like I said, ten guys. I mean, that's like that's the last man club kind of thing. Well, you want to be in that club? I'd love to hang my hat in that cloakroom. <laughs> well, as much as I hear about writs, I would have thought that. Uh... Uh, a lot more than ten. <laughs> I'm you surprised know, at that. Let me explain you a little about writs here. You file a writ, and and you explain to them and send in everything you got because they ain't gonna go get a C file. They're just gonna depend if you if you say something, you better send a little document that says, "See here, it says right here that this happened." So I'm proving to you that I'm not lying to you. And you file all these little things that you wanted to show them and so show the proof to them that the courts 
or the regional offices hanging out to dry for five or ten years on your claim or remanding you to death or or did something wrong and haven't righted it and you've tried them you've written them letters you have thrown you know you stood out in front with a big sign that says fix my claim on sandwich boards on your body and they won't listen to you and they won't talk to you you go to the court and you file that writ and if you're if you're poor, you can file it for free, and if you're not, if, if you can afford it, you should. Just pay the $50. What the hell? Somebody's got to pay for the ballpoint pens down there in the paper. 50 bucks is pretty cheap entertainment, pretty cheap admission price, too, personally. Well, anyway, you get in there and you file your writ, and it can't be more than 10 pages long or something. And basically, you pitch your bitch, and you say, I've tried, and he won't do it. It's been more than two years, and then... And, and, a few other things. I, they won't answer my calls, yada, yada, yada. And the, the judge it's assigned to says, okay, I'm going to give the VA 30 days to explain why they stepped on their necktie or, or, or why yeah, answer your bitch. 30 days. Now, if it's something they should have done, it's going to be done not in 30 days. It's going to be done in about 15 days. It's going to be done right. It's going to usually be in your favor unless it's just you, you want an SOC issued. They'll issue you an SOC. It might deny everything, but at least it gets you out of limbo so you can go ahead and file your VA-9 and continue floating up like a helium balloon up to the higher levels of justice. So it gets things moving. But if they'd done something wrong and they should have given you 50% back in 94 and they didn't and the effective date was wrong and they've been diddling you for two and a half years, all of a sudden you send this writ in and say, I can't get them to do this. I don't know what the big deal is. It's just a matter of taking a pencil eraser and changing that thing from 2004 back to 94 or 2014 to 1994. And, and I'm telling you, they'll jump out of their socks. They'll get it done in a hurry, and they'll show up on the 30th day back at the court, and they'll say, Your Honor, I don't know what Johnny Vett is complaining about. He says here we didn't issue this and didn't do that. He's mistaken on January 15th, which is two weeks before they wrote this letter. We we paid him everything we owe him. I don't know where, where did he got that wild idea that, that we are still owing money. We finished that two weeks ago. We're done with that boy. We I don't know what he's pitching a bitch about, but he ain't got nothing to complain of. And sure enough, I mean, yeah, they fixed it all for you because they knew they were wrong. They knew they'd done something wrong, but somebody lit that skillet underneath them and lit a fire under their feet, and by God, they had to dance real quick, fix it so that the court didn't get mad at them. And then the court says, okay. Well, if if they did that, then you really don't have any grounds for an extraordinary writ, so we're going to deny it, and they deny it. But you got what you wanted. You got your 20 years of, of, of retro. You accomplished it in 45 days instead of sitting around waiting four and a half years for a BVA decision. That's what I love about it. That's the cheapest $50 you'll ever spend in your life to, to put your uh, – your claims jump them from 33 and a third RPM up to 78 RPM. I mean, it, it's a, it's kind of light, light, buzz light year justice all of a sudden. It's like you attached a hyperdrive motivator to your claim. <laughs> like it'll take you back to the future instantly. 
So that's the beauty of an extraordinary writ, but there's just so much you can do with it, and you better have waited patiently for two years before you start complaining. If it's been 14 months since you got your uh, SOC and you haven't seen a, you know, your claim certified and sent to the BVA, an extraordinary writ just going to ricochet like a boomerang, come back and hit you in the head. The judge will just say, dude, you haven't waited two years. That's the bare minimum, preferably two and a half. And, uh, oh, that's another thing i got to tell you about, Joe. That was subject number two at the regional yeah. office about my greenhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bring us up to date on that. I- I better get me planting your seeds by now. Well, yeah, me too. But happens, you know, they called me up on on December twenty second. Said, "Yeah, we got your authorization for your greenhouse." I said, "Well, shit, send the concrete truck on out here. Let's pour a slab." And he goes, "Yes, sir, Roger that. Well, come on in, and we'll sign off on this thing. It's a beautiful fifteen by twenty. And now, whoa, 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 back the boat up to the dock, Gilligan." Tie it up. No, 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 it's not a 15 by 20, it's a 20 by 28. Oh, no, no, it says I'm free. Hey, look, you know, I sounded it out with phonics. I'm VA. I know what I'm doing here. It says 15 by 20. I said, well, that's, huh. not, what I, that's not what I agreed to. You can't give me something I didn't agree to because that's not mutually agreed. This is why you've got to sign it. I said, well, <laughs> This is the last time I checked. We're still in America. I don't got to do very much of anything except obey the speed limit. And, and not, well, I won't say that, but I'm a very, very public person now. I can't say some things I used to say. I have to curb my tongue. So anyway, the the long and the short of it is I explained to them that it's been more than a year been more than two years. In fact, from 9-4-2015-16-17, coming into 18 here, they haven't given me a greenhouse yet, and they have to by law. I mean, you can't just keep changing it back like a, you you push that little refresh button up there in the top left of your screen to refresh a website, all of a sudden the 20 by 28 jumps back to 15 by 20 and you, <laughs> you refresh the screen, boom, 15 by 20 again. You're like, wait a minute, stop, 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 stop. So uh, I explained to them, and I, hey, you know, if you can't find what you're looking for, just sit down and just start chopping away every one of those regulations in Part 3. And, and all of a sudden, you'll open up one of them, and it'll say 3.104. Well, boy, howdy, look at that. If an agency of, of jurisdiction, a regional office, makes a decision, re- decision, I'm going to insert 20 by 28. If they make that decision, nobody can... They, every other, every other buddy, every other regional office has to honor that decision. You could call it a rating 50 percent for PTSD, or you can call it a, a rating in the sense of it's a grant for the greenhouse. You can't change the terms of the agreement as once it's been written up. I'm giving you a 20 by 28, Alex. Roger that, Chris. Thank you very much. Make sure you put the porta potty in there. Roger that. We got the porta potty on board. Right, freight on board, 18.5. Okay, ship it. Well, they ship 
back to the regional uh, director, uh, the, excuse me, director of VR&E in Washington, D.C., and sure enough, this Jack Wad, he's a, one of the long gray line from the West Point. He, he saw that thing where, I'm no way, I'm going to give this joker $158,000 greenhouse. So he changed it, erased it, and put 15 by 20 back in there. That's about 18000 hmm. But But it does have a pull chain light and an outlet in it. I think you can run a, cut a hole in the wall and run the hose in there, and then you got running water. Well, I'll be, yeah, that's good. Well, I'd feel right at home, man. <laughs> so maybe put some heat in there. That'd probably be a pretty good idea, too. You ain't going to grow anything, but I, well, I don't know what you can grow in the cold like that. I'm sure there's some kind of kale that, that, that works good, even in snow. But long and short of it is, I explained to this guy, I, you know, he's just dense. He, he just wants to go sideways. He says, yeah, but you've got a 15 by 20 approved. I says, yeah, but... But I'm not. I already. Did, I told you I disagreed with that. We've already moved to the 20 by 28. He says, "Yeah, but the 15 by 20 is approved." I said, "Yeah, but even your own VR and E guys in Seattle mutually agree with me that it's not big enough. That it won't work." And he goes, "Oh, okay, I get that." I said, "So I don't know who owns it, but you can't offer me less." than what you've already agreed to give me. You can't go backwards. Uh, no Indian givers, you know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> they, they looked at me with that. And then they kept saying, yeah, but they've already approved a 15 by 20 for you, Mr. Graham. <laughs> it's like, that <laughs> on stupid. <laughs> you know, when they do deliver, Alex, they're going to come in with three buses pull a band, they're going to bring a band out there and they're going to hire a bunch of criers, you know. <laughs> You've seen these criers, they use, a, where is that, down New Orleans, they go down the street crying, they don't even, uh, they're going to have their criers and a the band there. <laughs> well, this, this uh, We can't this, let this happen again. <laughs> going to hire anybody. I think they're all going to just go in the back room and cry personally. Cause they, I explained it to them. You, you look up 3.104, all you readers out there, and then if you're bored to death with that regulation, look up 3.2600. It gets real interesting there when it says, you know, you can't, upon review, you can't reduce a rating. So I'll put it in this kind of context. Let's say you you, you filed for something and they give you 10% for it, uh, for hemorrhoids or you know pick something like arthritis whatever it happens to be mm-hmm. and you file a notice of disagreement and then and they say okay well we'll give you 30% and then you say no that's I, I want to go for more and let's have a DRO review so you go in for your DRO review and they all look at you and you look at them everybody yaks and talks you hand them in some more evidence and you go home and a year later they call you up and you're rated for 10% well, you can't do that. They already gave you 30. They can't go back to 10. It's against the law, at least, at least it's against the law of 48 states, from what I understand, the lower 48. You might get away with that in Alaska. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's possible, I, but they got telephone service there now, so maybe they can't, Internet. 
people that hear about it. But long and short is you can't reduce it. It, it. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. You could have the rating for a year or two, and then they could have another CMP exam and, and discover that the guy, like that guy back there in Tennessee who claimed he was blind, they paid him for being blind for about 20 years, and all of a sudden the, some raider sees him drive by out of the parking lot driving the blind man <laughs> drive. <laughs> Damn, how stupid can you get? <laughs> so... So yeah, he got busted and he had to pay it back. I think they probably put him in jail. He got he coughed up about oh I don't know a bunch of money they paid that guy before they caught him. But apparently his ex-wife got mad at him. And that's what got him. But you keep that in mind, Gerald. You any of you guys out there that's married, you know, you don't want to upset Cupcake. Yeah, sure don't want to do that. Buy her flowers. Um. Roger that. Well, anyway. Uh, that's that's the long and the short of that. They can't t- give me less. And worse, in in the IILP world, uh, the Independent Living Program land, uh, even though it's not a, a rating, but it, it's treated like a like a rating because it has substance, it has value, and, and, and under due process laws, uh, you can attach a financial value to it. Uh, as, as an entitlement or whatever you kind of name you want to put on it, entitlement, grant, rating, whatever it is. I got rated for a greenhouse, so that's what the rating is, and it costs this much, and that's how much I get rated. But you can't reduce the greenhouse rating from 50 down to 10 after they've already given you 50 a procedure to do it. And there is no procedure. Once you get the fifty percent for the big greenhouse, you get the big greenhouse. You can't, you just can't go backwards. These guys just don't get it. It's not a it's not a rating, Mister Graham. It's a greenhouse. Of course, we can make it less. No, you can't, because there's another little law, and it says we all have to mutually agree to the program. The VS. VR and E director, the v, my vocational therapist, and I all agreed a 20 by 28 would just make me happy as a clam at high tide, with the with the right what do you call that lead lighting inside, so I I won't have a power bill of about a thousand dollars a minute, and it would be heated. There'd be plenty of room to go out there and, and work, not turn around in a three-foot circle because everything was benches around you. you got to have room for the wheelchair. And uh, everybody agrees that, yeah, you're right, but you could do it in a 10 by 15. <laughs> no, you can't. But most appropriately, if nobody mutually agreed to it, if the director of VR&E in D.C., the big guy that's making the $150,000, $185,000, dollars job, if that old boy says, yeah, well, we all mutually agree that we're going to give you a 15 by 20, if your signature isn't on that little mutually agree line, you don't have an agreement. That's what they don't get. You can't reduce, you can't change anything without everybody having big happy smiles on their face. Now, you can't have two smiles and an upside-down or two upside-down frowns and a smile. It doesn't work like that on the same page but oh well that's how that works and well uh, I'd make them throw in a hole and, and a rake and all that stuff with it when it comes for the oh, delay I, I asked for hydroponic 
because uh, I can't lift anything anymore. They gutted me when I spent that year in the hospital. They gutted me. I got like six ventral hernias poking out of my belly. Oh, and, uh, my. Yeah, and their attitude is, well, you can't see them if you put this belt on, Mr. Graham. And besides that, then, then, then it's really like you don't have any hernias at all. It holds them in, see? <laughs> That's the VA for you, you know? That's how you do it. <laughs> percent rating down to zero. You put a belt on. <laughs> Here's your band-aid. <laughs> yep. See, that, that cured the bleeding. <clears throat> you won't be anemic next month because you don't bleed anymore. Yeah, you ain't got enough blood. Well, I'm telling you, this, this is, I had more fun than a, a human being should be allowed to have in a regional office this morning. I mean, I was every, I, I had that. I almost felt like putting a thumbtack in my shoes so I could keep pressing my big toe down on it, and, and so it would make me cry a little bit. But, you know, I, I, you know, I was thinking about taking some lemon juice and, and squirting it on my thumb. And, <laughs> and every once in a while when I got them up on the sad zone, yeah, I'd reach up and rub my eye in that lemon juice and get in there, and I'd start crying, you know, and maybe get them to go along with me on it. But uh, I... I, I I'm telling you, Gerald, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a non-attorney practitioner now. I'm not allowed to use all those tricks like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you'd hate to make one of them guys cry, I guarantee you, you know. I don't think they cry. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they cry. <laughs> I think you got a better chance of walking on water than seeing that happen in a regional well, office. Those people they, look at you. Long dog looks, but they don't give a shit about you. Don't think they do. Don't let anybody tell you that those guys are in your court. Or they commiserate with you. They feel your pain. Yeah. You remember that old time of what they had on TV back in 94, 98, or something like that? Old Bill Clinton and one of his secretaries or somebody, I don't know who he was, they were walking along on the sidewalk, and they are both sitting there joking and ta- telling a joke, and then Bill Clinton looks up, they were they were coming away from some funeral for a veteran or something like that, and then Bill Clinton looks up. He looks over at that camera and he kind of takes his elbow and jams it into the other guy and kind of nods his head, puts his hand up to his face, pretends he's wiping a tear away from his eye, and that's what I kind of you know it could have been it could have been George Bush it could have been anybody it could be Trump. I'm just saying is that when somebody does something like that they go oh oh God, we're we're being watched. We're going to turn on the tears yeah. now. I, I don't even think you could get them to do that. I think they just look at you with a stone face and say, so I don't get it. What? I'm supposed to cry? Why? Why should I? I don't give a shit about you. Why would I even waste my time crying or even faking a cry? Well, they're probably happy to see you leave so they can work on the next guy and make him uh, they're, gonna, they're not thinking that through, Gerald. They don't yeah, they say, well, this guy ain't going to cry. We've got to get somebody else in here. Well, yeah. it's, it's inconceivable that, like I said, I, I haven't had this much fun since, I, I don't know, since I, I I got a train set for Christmas when I was eight years old. This, this is more fun than, I, I, man, I'm telling you. Like I said, this is like shooting does, but there's no limit. Hmm. That's that's the 
best kind of get up at eight o'clock in the morning and get out there with a baseball bat and knock them down at the watering hole. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's why they don't they make it illegal to shoot them before noon. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a chance. But it's um. it's darn interesting working with this side of the coin now. It's just so much different than. What you see filtered through the eyes of a VSO and having them tell you certain things. Uh, And then when you get there at this stage of the game, you realize that everything VSOs say and do is is almost chapter and verse what the VA tells them to say and do. I don't think these jokers were even expecting anyone to come in there and start telling them how to do their job. I told them as much. That was right at the very beginning. He says, I don't know why I have to come in here and tell you all how to do your job, but, you know, your DRO's telling me during this review right at the beginning, it says right here in, in the hearing transcript, it says, well, I can't adjudicate that yet because it's not on appeal. It hasn't been decided yet. I can't I can't look at it until it's been denied. Oh, that's a bald-faced lie. But that doesn't shock me, and it shouldn't shock you all is the VA makes these rules up as they go along. I don't know how they get away with it. Eventually they don't when they run up against people like me and you and Teresa. But they they just think that there are no rules, or if the rules, if there is a rule, it should read this way, and therefore that's what we're going to tell you. And now go away and just believe us. That's what it strikes me as. I don't know. Is, uh, do you get that kind of impression from your wheelings and dealings with them? As they'll tell you anything, but they sure won't they give you that. They will tell you. Yeah, they will tell you anything. And and the worst, one of the worst I've heard from the DRO is, oh, I got to uh, meet with uh, uh, my uh, assistant or partner or somebody else to. Uh, talk this over with. And you know good and well they're lying because they're DRO, they can make a decision right then and there. Sure they can. And if you and if you, uh, uh, her colleague, for, uh, I think she said her colleague. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Contrary to pop, contrary to popular belief that DRO still works for the service center manager. And I guarantee you, service center manager still has a very important influence in all the decisions he makes. Well, I think you're over... probably right. Uh, in rare cases, they might step out there on their own, but uh, I think that'd be extremely rare, uh, <laughs> unless they're a, a head. I don't know how they rate their DRO. So you got the Blunky, and then you got metal, or and then you got your hierarchy uh, in the DRO uh, category. But uh, when they say they have to meet with their colleague and and see, that tells you right there the answer's going to be no. Well, you know what it is, Gerald. I, I know exactly what you're talking about here when they say that, because I just was looking at, uh, I got the claims file just about the time that this thing went to rating, and it had the, the uh, raters' comments in there in the last sheet of paper that authorized the, the paying out of this thing, and it confirmed what they call a corporate award. 
and it said, prepared by Billy Bob uh, RVSR, number 2600 uh, and it says RVSR after it, and then underneath it says, concur. Gino, Billy Bob, uh, DRO, check, signature, right? And then the last one at the bottom there says, concur, A-V-S-C-M. That stands for Assistant Veteran Service Center Manager, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is one step below the service center manager, but, I mean, usually that's the guy who, who signs off on a lot of this stuff. Now, if we're talking about 100000 to 200000 the first signature on there is D-R-O-G-S-14. The second signature is uh, veteran service center manager, and the third signature is VARO director. So the higher the dollar value, the higher the level of the signature goes. And, and obviously, we know from a fact that I don't know if any of your readers ever remember this. I wrote it up as uh, Leroy Macklem. I can't remember. Leroy Macklem, come on down. It's on my website, but just put in there Leroy Macklem. It's a CAVC case from back about 2008, 9, 10, somewhere in there. So <laughs> you'll love this story. Leroy, he gets a 20 40% rating for something because he dropped a, a crate of hand grenades on his foot, and he got 40% for squishing his foot. So he, he, he held on to that rating for about seven years. In 1952, they took it away from him, and he said, nope, you're all good to go. And he comes back in about 1990. A 2004 and says, I think there was Q in that decision. And some chowderhead RVSR goes, you're right, Leroy. <laughs> Q all the way back to 52 for 40% and gives him one signature. And then another DRO or the assistant veteran service center manager got the second uh, thing on there. And somebody said, wait a minute, that's a lot of chump change, Bubba we got to send this thing back to D.C. and make sure somebody signs off on it. And what they'd done is they started a program that was called the Excessive Awards uh, Procedure. And they sent it back there, and the director of comp and pen would take a look at it, and he'd figure out which way, hold it up like a Rubik's Cube, and figure he'd get the scissors out and trim it a little bit on all four sides, make it a little smaller, knock it down to about a $30,000 rating, and then he'd send that back to the regional office, and they'd hand it to Leroy and say, here, Leroy, here's your rating. You were right. It wasn't. It was Q, but it was only, you know, for this or it was only for that. Well, they looked at it, Q, and they sent it back to Leroy and said, never mind, we were wrong. It's been denied. And Leroy says, no, it wasn't. I got a copy of the decision right here in my hands. And he said, no. It only had two signatures, Leroy. I'm sorry. You don't get to buy the Judge Viper. Sorry. So he's got a good attorney, and it went all the way up to the Court of Veterans' Appeals. The Court of Veterans' Appeals said, well, if you sent him out the rating, what do you think he's supposed to think? Of course you give him the money. I don't care if it's Q or not. That's immaterial. Once you make a decision, you can't back up and say it's Q or it's it's. Or it's not viable. You can't take something away after you gave it to him. Oh, hell, Shinseki wasn't hearing any of that. He takes it up to the Federal Circuit and and, and tries to get them to overturn the Court of Veterans' Appeals. And 
Federal Circuit looked at, at Shinseki and says, you're mad. I'm sorry. You you guys gave it to him. You can't take it away. And he says, yeah, we don't want to take it away. We just want to remand it back to the Board of Veterans' Appeals so they can decide it again on all the facts. And the Federal Circuit says, are you mad? If it goes back to the Board of Veterans' Appeals, you're going to deny it. Well, we don't know that ahead of time, you guys. Well, come on, of course he's going to get denied. Well, yeah, but we don't know that for sure. And the Federal Circuit says, yeah, he's going to get denied. Sorry, Mr. Shinseki. Sit down. We're giving Leroy the money. (laughs) But worse, they got rid of the excessive awards procedure. So what they just did to me was excessive awards procedure is they sent my 20 by 28 greenhouse to D.C. and it came back as a 15 by 20. And we all mutually agreed that that's what I'm going to get, except I didn't mutually agree to it. So I, I'm, I don't have to file a queue. I don't have to file a claim to get what is what I earned because I already have a BVA appeal. I've already done my Form 9 and my SOC. I've already filed my NOD. I don't have to file a new NOD. i got a greenhouse. Where is it? Show me the greenhouse. That's all they got to do for me. That's it. Just build me that greenhouse you promised me. You can't. It's, it's, the longer we talk about it, it keeps undergoing shrinkage. You're still going to need a magnifying glass to see it. Yeah, that friend is a when picture. They, when they put well, that sucker in, I want to see a picture of it. Well, if I get this 20 by 28, you you be the first person I send a picture of it to because I'm going to be pride when I finally get it. But I'm sure it'll be the last one the VA gives out to anyone. They'll probably start passing regulations that say, enough of this foolishness. You can't give all, all this stuff away. And they've already cut it down pretty dramatically. No riding lawnmowers, so you can't go down to the VFW, you know, and get drunk and drive it home. Yeah. There's a lot of, apparently there's a lot of veterans that do that. They have they got an independent living program. They got riding lawnmowers and small farm tractors, and they knew they'd get arrested for DWI if they take their car down to the VFW or the AMVETS to get drunk uh, to the local post there. So they take their riding lawnmowers and their tractors, and and so they can't get a DUI on the way home. That's the way the VA looks at it. So they they said, nope, sorry, you can't have any more of them uh, conveyances. We're not going to give you anything that you can drive and get drunk and drive. Nope, sorry, we're, we're taking that off the table. They got it down now to about, like, sock puller uppers, can grabbers, electric can openers for all you guys with diabetes mellitus because uh, you can't open a can with an old-fashioned can opener or whatever. So you, that's about all they're giving out nowadays. It's getting real, real depressing. So it, it just sticks in their craw to give me a greenhouse. They're just trying to figure out how the smallest one they can make. I don't care. i got the rest of my life. I explained to them this morning. I said, do you guys understand? I belong to National Organization of Veterans Advocates. I've got, I got 600 attorneys behind me. They'll do my law for me for free. Yeah. So if you, what was it that Obi-Wan Kenobi said one time to, to the, uh, what was it, the Darth Vader? He says, if you strike me down, I'll just become a thousand times more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
still don't get what they're dealing with. It's like one time I picked up a cobra, and I didn't know it was a cobra because I stepped on its head and, and, and picked it up. And I'm holding it sitting there, and them fangs popped out, and they started dripping. I went, oh, shit. So I throwed it down on the ground there and grabbed my three fifty seven. Of course, you try to hit something with that gun, he's bobbing and weaving, and I'm, I'm shooting where he bobbed about one-tenth of a second ago, and there's six rounds just went nowhere. All I did is chew up a whole bunch of air with that. <laughs> Fortunately, my buddy got a piece of two-by-four dunnage from underneath a pallet and caught him underneath the head and broke his neck, but... That scared the living bejesus out of me. I, you know, you live down south. You know what black snakes are, how big they get. Well, that's about what this oh, yeah. was. It was a black snake with the biggest damn teeth you ever saw in your life. <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> threw that guy down on the ground, and he popped up again. But all of a sudden, that hood came out, and I went, holy, mm, time, to, time to mow him down. But I, I failed. Six shots. I, I felt like I was the worst shot in the world. I was just too close, and he was moving faster than I was. That's you know? a hell of a moving target. It's not like dove shooting. That's where you anyway. need bird shot. <laughs> well, yeah, if I'd had a 12-gauge, boy, he would have been charcoal in about the first shot. But, uh, you know, 157 grains out of a jacketed hollow point. You know, we <laughs> we were... Hey, you know, we didn't shoot ball ammunition. We shot whatever we wanted to up in Laos. That's kind of funny. It's uh, you could have a three fifty seven Magnum, which nobody had. But the thing I liked about it is you could shoot thirty eight ammo, and there was tons of that laying around. And a pinch, you could shoot that stuff. But I, I my sister used to send me that one hundred fifty eight grain jacketed hollow point. And I'm telling you, nobody nobody gets up and dusts themselves off after that little exercise. <laughs> And that's, that's what I like. About it. And, and it's not like a forty-five. You get into shooting 45s in that high dirt environment, and that red clay. They, they just like a sixteen. They'll seize up in a in thirty, fifty rounds. But even a forty-five, worse than that. It just it just sitting there in your shoulder holster. It collects dust <laughs> day in and day out. It doesn't even have any dust trap on it. But. Those were those were the days, Gerald, when we had to worry about black snakes with teeth. Yeah. I, I lead a much better life now. <laughs> How would you got service connected? That thing bit you. I don't think that there would have been much to do about it. We were at an operating location, and we didn't have any medics with a, a vial of, of anti-venom for a black cobra, king cobra. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do? Yeah, that would have been used to the death benefit. Yeah. When you find out who your friend is, depending on where you got bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because that was back I never ever had to suck somebody's wound out, but I watched one guy try to suck all the shit out from a crate snake. He, the guy survived it, but man, he was—they medevaced him. He was sicker than a dog. He went home. I, they say it's it's the two-step snake or the three-step snake. You get bit by that, you've got eight seconds. That that guy had his uh, survival knife out, sliced this guy six ways to Sunday, right right through the pants, and, and just started sucking like crazy on it. I mean, he was there. He was on that thing three seconds after the snake bit him. Uh, man, he made it. I think he did. I never heard that, that he didn't make it, but 
stands to reason that he did because he must have sucked out about two good mouthfuls of blood. He must have got most of the venom. Yeah, you're right. He could have. But that's a wonder it didn't get in, too. He was spitting it out. I I think it has to get into your bloodstream. It was just in the saliva in his mouth, maybe. But he... uh, Boy, that a poor old boy would probably get a purple heart for that leg wound. <laughs> he sliced that guy up pretty good. That saved his life. What the hell? Yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, I, I enjoyed. I, I just can't tell you how much I enjoyed going to the regional office today. It was like one of the most painless experiences in my life, and, and quite the opposite. It was just one of those things where you. The sun's shining, and you're singing zippity doo dah day, and you're putting your left foot in and taking your left foot out, and everything's working. <laughs> oh, my lands, Alex. Hey, we're out of time. Oh, well, that's okay. We had a good talk. I enjoyed talking well, to you Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. By golly, uh, all, we we thank you all for listening in, and hope you come back and listen again. Uh, uh, Alex, uh, we appreciate you coming on here. Uh, we've been uh, I don't know two or three weeks trying to get a show completed <laughs> on time, but we ain't made it yet. Well, yeah, I was AWOL last week, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Redeem myself on uh, on. Uh... Uh, Teresa's Sunday show. That was that was real good, yeah. and I enjoyed talking with her. That she's my she ought to get uh, anointed or, or given the sainthood or whatever they when they have her beatify her. Man, she ought to go down in the pantheon of veterans uh, websites, law, the patron saint of veterans or something. Because I'm telling oh, wow. you what she's. It's, it's, it's you know it's like, it's earth shattering what she's done for veterans in the in 21 years. It's uh, bless her heart she she has put a lot of work into at it and and it shows. Uh, oh, sure does. It's she, a professional she's a uh, uh, very uh, uh, computer savvy and she she's taught herself well. Uh, doggone Man. it. Uh, yeah. And uh, she's done good and get it up and running like it is. I think uh, uh, perpetual motion will keep it going now, uh, almost. Uh, I don't know got, how. That won't work on my website because somebody like me has to write it. <laughs> but I'll tell you yeah, what, I'm honored to, to call her a friend. I mean, she is a, she's pretty special. I got, I got yeah, she, she's uh, she's nice, and uh, she deserves all the thanks we can all give her. Uh, and uh, but uh, added is very informational. It's a good website, and it works good with yours. I mean, you know, they both uh, uh, complement veterans extremely well. And uh, well, you need a. You need the forum style uh, uh, method so that people can contribute and say, "Well, you know, it's, it's like the cloud. You got all these people chiming in and saying, yeah, I did that. Why, well, yeah, that's exactly what I did.' And here's how I did it, and yada yada yeah. yada. And if if you don't, 
help somebody legally, you give them the confidence and point them in the right direction so they can learn what they need if they don't have it. I don't think anybody expects anybody else on had it to do their claim for them. Yeah. Basic. I don't think that. I, most of it's advice. Uh, I don't conflict with that. That's why I like my form of, uh, of blog. Is it, it makes the perfect thing. It teaches you a, a you know a little bite of law every day. It's like a, yeah, that's good. Spaghetti and meatballs, you know, and you made way too much for the picnic, and you bring it home, and you you just have a little a little helping of it now, a little helping of it tomorrow, or the next day, <laughs> and you learn a little bit more about why they do what they do and why you got remanded because they forgot to hook up your Social Security records with your claim because they're stupid and that's what they do. You, you learn little tricks. It, it's the tricks of the trade that you have to have so you don't go mad. You, you, yeah. You're sitting there on the other side of a two-way mirror, and there's all these VA jokers on the other side pointing at you and laughing. And you're in the dark. It's nice to have a go-to place to find out what, how, when, why. It's nice to be able to to un, unmask these jokers and explain why they do what they do. Mostly it's just born of laziness, but we know that now. Used to be, we thought it was complicated. <laughs> complicated well, yeah, anyway. They get it wrong every time. So, what's complicated about getting it wrong? At least getting we have right. the archives we can fall back on, or uh, veterans can fall back on. And I don't know that, uh, although the laws will change, uh, you know. Uh, from time to time, uh, the issues, but uh, uh, it still gives someone a good reference and, and a good starting point. If they walk in there blind and just type in the search engine what they're looking for, uh, they're going to get some help. So that's that, well, it's, and that's good. And I'm glad that there's enough people are willing to pay it forward for other vets that come in and contribute. That's that's the real beauty of the forum model. Uh, I get people that come in and make comments, but uh, they're just commenting on on the content. They're commenting on the GI. It's a good thing. I didn't know that. I had no idea there was a rating above a hundred percent. That's what my VSO said. That zero, a hundred percent. That's the top of the scale, and that just go home. There's no more. I tell yeah. you. Every vet I meet uh, that I'm working with, I'll say, yeah, well, I'm going to get you up into the SMC if I can. And they're, they're just looking at you like, wait a minute, what, S- what? SMC, what's that? And you explain it to them, they go, no way. If that was the case, then my VSO would have told me. He's my best friend. They go fishing with him. Uh-oh. Huh. Well, can't say about your best fishing buddy, but maybe he doesn't know. And that's the truth. Most I hope of he owns don't. boat. Hey, I hope you I got gotta go out to the VSO. Color me gone. I don't know if we're still on the radio, but I gotta go out and feed my horses. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on, Alex, and we'll talk to you again. All righty. You'll do this again. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Bye, John. Bye. And this will be Gerald Cook with Jay Basser. We'll be signing off now. Hope you all enjoyed it.
You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.